0: Goff's three minute story. Is- Every year I try to do a Halloween episode with a creepier tone. This year I happen onto this next idea by a suggestion from a student, so I hope you enjoy. It's no secret that the Central Intelligence Agency thinks outside the box tasked with gathering information and using it to defend the United States from foreign threats, this responsibility has led the CIA to covert operations across the globe since its conception in 1947. In going into different countries and cultures, sometimes the CIA uses tactics that hit differently with local populations, tactics that take local legends and lures, residential boogeymen into account. One such strategy we will shine a light on here It is deep in the Pacific, in the Philippine Islands that stopped a guerrilla army in its tracks and left them terrified in the night. The legend of the Aswang. To explain the Aswang, I have the privilege of working with a Filipino native, Mae Stevens, who grew up with this legend. I asked her to better explain it to us here.
1: Okay. Well, Aswang, okay, not, well, of course, when you say it, it's like Aswang or whatever, but it's Aswang, and it's a... um like a general term for um, different uh, shape-shifting uh, evil creatures or monsters in uh, Filipino uh, myth and beliefs. Okay, like vampires, werewolf, witch, ghouls. Okay. Now I remember when I was uh, growing up or when I was a kid. One very common example of a swan is manananggal. And the word mananangal, it's, it actually comes from the word tangal in Filipino, which means, you know, like separate or like detach or what do you call it, uh, remove. So it means mananangal or mananangals are, well, usually the, they were, we were told that they're like women. They can be really pretty or really, you know, like ugly. So, mananangal means, you know, their ability to detach because, yeah, they have the ability to really detach, you know, from the um, upper torso or body from, you know, lower abdomen.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. But when, uh, when that happens, though, when, you know, they uh, split into two parts, it means the upper, upper body became like, you know, like winged and with, you know, fangs like, you know, vampires, okay? And then that happens during nighttime because daytime, they seem to be like a normal, you know, human being, like a normal lady, you know, pretty lady. So during nighttime, especially full moon, that's when they, you know, detach, you know, like what I told you, from the upper torso or body to their, uh, from their lower abdomen. And then they will start, you know, flying around, hovering uh, over Filipinos, you know, like uh, houses. You no, know, the house in the Philippines, especially in this area, it's really simple. You know, you know, like a hay roof. Okay, so that's usually where these uh, mananangos are, you know, hovering over because they're looking for pregnant women. Because when when that happens, so they 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 look like a bat, uh-huh. but with fangs. And they have like this uh, proboscis-like tongue that can, that they can use to you know suck the 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 hearts of the fetus because they prey on uh, pregnant women because of course probably you know, fetus or unborn babies taste good mm-hmm. so that's what happens so one thing that you know I remember okay, I'm kind of like my face kind of like red right now. They said that when they separate themselves or their bodies, they need to make it sure that the upper um, part is secured, because if they're still like not you know not if they're still separate or they're still they're they're, they're not combined, mm-hmm. you know, like during like let's say dawn or you know when, before the sun rises, then they are done. They're destroyed. So people. They said that for them to kill manananggal, they need to locate for the you know the upper, the lower part, and they will sprinkle it with uh, salt, ash, and garlic, because the 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 wing part cannot reattach itself. Yeah, so that's you know that's how you know the the story was. So like what I said, they seem to be you know like a normal human being, but. There's one thing, though, like, for example, if I, for example, you don't know if you're talking to a mananangal, look at your, you know, like, at their eyes, and your reflection should be, like, upside down. That's what they said, yeah. So, yeah, that's how you distinguish, like, a, you know, normal, you know, lady from a mananangal. And that's, the, uh, and yeah, that's the only thing that could kill them. Sunlight and, of course, salt, ash, garlic, sprinkled on, you know, their lower, you know, the lower part
0: of their body. During World War II, as part of their attempt to expand the Empire of the Rising Sun, Japan went island hopping through the Pacific, invading and occupying islands across the ocean. They embedded deep into the Philippines. Enter the Hukbulup, meaning the People's Army Against Japan. The Huk rebels raised a substantial army to combat Japanese occupation. Even while having deep communist ideology, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and so when the U.S. showed up to fight the Japanese, they welcomed the help of the Huck rebels in pushing them out. Following World War II, as America is known to do, we placed a pro-U.S. leader in power that would both serve the Filipino people and also our best interest, the Huck rebels who Had-been allies were now turned foes due to their opposition of the Bell Trade Act, which gave the U.S. majority control of the Philippines' industrial and trade decisions and became an embattled enemy, with many of the local populace sympathetic to their cause and aiding them in secret. The rebels became more of a problem with both the Filipino and U.S. governments, and over the following years, the leadership was ineffective in dissuading or defeating the Huck rebels, and pairing the rebels' pro-communist ideology with the U.S.'s Truman Doctrine of containing and stopping the spread of communism, in steps the CIA. In 1950, the CIA turned to Lt. Col. Edward Lansdale to bring his brand of psychological warfare to the islands in an attempt to stop the Hucks on their own turf. Lansdale digs deep into the local folklore to begin his campaign. It was a three-step process. Step one, Lansdale would wait until very cloudy days and fly low over villages with a loudspeaker blasting curses in the native tongue to anyone who aided the rebels. Very Colonel Kilgore from Apocalypse Now. While surprisingly simple, It was also surprisingly effective, scaring natives into stopping aid to Huck rebels and forcing the rebels to relocate from their strongholds. Step two was dubbed the Eyes of God, which involved Lansdale's team identifying Huck sympathizers in local villages. And then during the night, artists would come and paint mysterious eyes on the walls of buildings across from the front doors of these local homes. In the morning, they would awake to find these eyes of God staring at them. Again, surprisingly simple, surprisingly effective, these tactics again drove the Hucks from local strongholds and dried up their support. In step three, we finally get to our title's namesake, the Aswong. As may detailed above, the Aswong was a local legend that even years later still gave her cold chills when we talked about it a vampire type creature searching through the night roaming the hills to use its fangs and long tongue to feast on the blood of its victims why create the boogeyman when you've already got one? Lansdale's men would pick out an isolated fighter, kidnap him, po- poke two deep holes in his neck and hang him from his feet until he was drained of blood and then they would dump the body exsanguinated from blood where the Hucks could find him. Rebels in the area of the victims would quickly pack up and leave the area. As Lansdale kept the rebels on the move, they lost their network of support and eventually, coupled with intensive manhunts from the Filipino army, the rebels eventually surrendered in 1954 and received full pardons. So while the CIA's covert operations in the region turned the Philippines into a key supporter of the U.S. fight against communism, the question of our tactics abroad in the matter are a bit more ambiguous. Does the end justify the means? Did containment work? And when you hear something go bump in the night, be careful. While it could just be an international covert operations agency securing their nation's power, it also could be the Aswong. Class dismissed. This podcast, written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Wart County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.